Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sighted, Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing well, Mr. Randy Cruz. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Kick a plane. We're taping this on November 8th. You can find my man Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Again, find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, also on TikTok at 2 out of 3 false pod. Go ahead, download, rates, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for you boys. On the program, so Graham, we got a few things uh, to bring up. Most recently, we had a, a premium live event, uh, Crown Jewel. I did not, don't even ask me what happened. I, I know what happened, but I, I didn't see it live. Um, what's your what's your overall take for Crown Jewel? I thought it was a good show. I mean, like I just told you before we got rolling here, that you didn't really miss much by not watching it. I thought it was a good show. Um, it wasn't... <laughs> You know, uneventful to the point where it was a waste of time. If you watched it, I haven't really felt like that way watching a WWE pay per view all year. Um, I think every pay per view has been good to great, if not awesome. Uh, this was in the good category; it wasn't a bad show, pilled in comparison to the other events we've gotten this year. But we got some pretty good matches. Logan Paul is the new United States Champion. Uh, Kyrie okay. Sane returned. Really good main event, I thought, between Roman Reigns and LA Knight. Great match between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Money in the Bank attempt. Not official, but it was there was an attempt there. Um, a good show. Kind of a dead crowd in the middle that kind of killed my enjoyment of the middle of the show. But overall, I thought it was a thumbs-up event. Uh, like I said, you didn't really miss much by not watching it. I think Survivor Series is shaping up to be even bigger. So that it was a good setup show for Survivor Series, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, so real quick, Sami Zayn beat J.D. McDonough. Seth Rollins retained the World Heavyweight Championship against Drew McIntyre. Rhea Ripley is still the Women's World Champion. Solo Sokoa uh, defeated John Cena. Logan Paul defeated Rey Mysterio, new U.S. Champion. EO Sky is still the uh, Women's Champion. Cody Rhodes defeated Damian Priest. And of course... Roman Reigns <laughs> left victorious. What else is now? Uh, as the universal champion um, over LA Knight. So, uh, again, I, you, you're telling me I didn't miss much. I might I might go back to it and check it out. But um, some I, I saw some on Twitter say more, more like, like a glorified house show. Just nothing really spectacular about it. I, I'm, I'm kind of happy Logan Paul is the U.S. champion. I, obviously, he's going to do some things with it. I think um, just him and, and his stardom, his popularity is going to make this, this championship uh, run more, more eventful than Rey Mysterio. We'll see what uh, opponents they line up for a Logan Paul and we'll see how long he has it. Maybe I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, he has the belt onto WrestleMania because they obviously want to have some more eyeballs and more attraction. So giving him the title run until then could be interesting. Um, Again, Roman still. Listen, we 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 know the drill. We 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 know the assignment. They're gonna have him champion until WrestleMania. Hopefully, to until your boy Cody, uh, the uh, dethrones him. Uh, Solo kind of squash Cena. I I kind of caught little uh, bits and pieces with that. Seth is still world champion, so um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll check it out. But as you mentioned, Survivor Series is on deck. Uh, I did catch Raw a little bit. And the ending, which, again, people on Twitter was like, why would you give away Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn World Championship match for free without no build? And that's, that's kind of a, a match you would put on, on, on a pay-per-view. Uh, but it, it sets up 
the war games that we kept you know we kept mentioning is going to be Seth, Jay Uso, Cody, and who the fuck am I missing? Who, uh, Sami Zayn against Judgment Day. But obviously, we know war games is a five on five. Do they keep that uh, lineup? We don't know. But if not, if they have a five on five for war games, they got about what two and a half weeks to figure it out. Who's who's the fifth person they would add for Judgment Day? And for the team of Cody Rhodes, if they go to five on five. Yeah, like you said, they don't have to go for five on five. They've done five on five before. They did last year. Not necessarily that they need to. Um, There's been War Games matches before that were four on four. The one in NXT, the last one in NXT two years ago was four Mm. on four in 2021. Um, I'd be fine with them leaving it just the way that it is because just Judgment Day just makes sense to me. The only other person that would seem to make sense that they teased not joining Judgment Day, but joining the Judgment Day team because there's a difference there. I don't think he joins the group. Is Drew McIntyre? I could see him either going full on heel next week. He would have to go full on heel in the next two weeks. It wouldn't make any sense for him to join Judgment Day, the the team rather, not like the group itself. Yeah. Um, just for war games, like he would have to go full on heel, and I don't know if they want to do that next week. He's very close. It's only going to take one or two more things to really turn him heel, but they would have to do it on. You know, next, probably next Monday, because the following Monday they would have to reveal who the last person on the babyface team is, or wait until Survivor Series. Right. So, I, I think it, if they do five on five, I I would find it hard to believe that Drew would miss the show. So I think it will be Drew. I'm thinking they just keep it four on four, but they could very well okay. add Drew. If they add Drew, I think the last person that would make sense to me on the babyface team, since Kevin Owens is now on SmackDown, that doesn't really make any sense would probably be Randy Orton. Now, he has no issue with the Judgment Day. He has more of an issue with the Bloodline because they were the ones that took him out. But if they really want to surprise people, and the, the rumor was already that he was ready to return around Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, if they want to surprise people and take their mind off of CM Punk is everyone, not everyone's expecting Punk. I'm not expecting Punk on that show. There's going to be chance for Punk. People will be disappointed that they don't get Punk, even though he was never advertised, never really teased officially. Um you know, it's not like The Rock a couple years ago where that entire show was built around him and his 25th anniversary. They're yeah. not mentioning Punk. I don't think they're in talks quite yet. He will be back probably not as soon as Survivor Series. I think mm. Randy Orton would, would be a nice surprise and people would go nuts for it and it would be a worthy surprise for that show. And they could probably even wait until that show to bring him out. They don't even have to announce him ahead of time. So they can say, oh, mystery partner. People will get their hopes yeah. up for Punk, but they'll be happy for the consolation prize that is Randy Orton. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's probably what it would be. I'm going to stick with what the four-on-four four looks like now, but if they add two more people, one person to each team, that's who I see it being. And how long um, Randy has uh, been out for? Like over a year, right? Almost exactly a year and a half. Um, wow. By the time Survivor Series rolls around, he got hurt or was taken off. I mean, he's been, he was hurt for a while before he left, but he took time off in late May. And then he'd be back in January, or uh, fucking November, rather. So that'd be almost exactly a year and a half that he was gone, which is a very long time. 18 months is the longest, obviously, he's ever been out. Yeah. That's the longest almost anyone has been out, period, aside from like Big E. Um, and we don't even know if he's coming back. So 18 months is a really long time to be gone for that when you're the caliber, the star of the caliber of Randy mm-hmm. Orton. So uh, it's going to be a big pop, to say the least. No, you're right. I think if if they go four and four, cool. But I think um, I know last year was five on five. I think with with the bloodline, yeah, it was. And, yep, and 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 that crew. So I think there is a story to be had. The way you the way you've laid it out, that Judgment Day 
could recruit Drew McIntyre because he just he's coming off the heels of losing to Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel, which makes sense. Then it's like, all right, Cody and them have like a week to figure out who this fifth guy is going to be. You know, we'll have our fifth guy at the show and they kind of build and build and build. And again, it's really two options. You got Randy Orton. And of course, the obvious is CM Punk being in Chicago. Um, I, I, man, it's like, do I want CM Punk there? Of course, but I, I think uh, I think they're gonna hold. If CM Punk is coming back or was to come back, I think they're gonna hold. They're gonna hold them off. But then I know the crowd in Chicago is gonna chant, chant CM Punk all fucking night, and then be highly upset if they don't get CM Punk that night. But I think the company is smart enough that if I don't get <clears throat> if I don't give them CM Punk, Randy Orton is just as good as as a not saying consolation prize, but sure. as a turn. Oh shit, I didn't get Punk, but I got Randy Orton. So maybe they hold off a Punk for a Royal Rumble or down the road. But um, it is official War Games. We'll, you know, we'll see what other matches are on the card. But I think it'll be a very interesting matchup. I think so too. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, there was a point even as recently as a week ago where we didn't know if we were getting it. And I said on Twitter the other day, I'm surprised they even announced it during Crown Jewel. They, they put up a commercial during the pay-per-view announcing it for the show. If they were just going to announce it on Raw for that match, I mean, why not just fucking wait until that point? It's yeah. not like they need help selling tickets. It's already pretty much sold out. They had to do a lot more tickets and a lot more seats to even you know allow more people in the building. So um, I would have just waited, but that's just nitpicking. But yeah, no, I'm glad they're even doing it because I thought War Games last year was cool. I wouldn't necessarily do it at the same show every year. I would only yeah. do it if the storyline calls for it. I know NXT did it at the same show every year, but even then, I'm not a big fan of that. That was because they had Undisputed Era for fucking three or four years in a row. They don't have that anymore. I don't think Judgment Day might will still be around a year or yeah. from now. Maybe Bloodline, but hopefully not them either. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll probably get one with the women, too, likely on the SmackDown side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like exactly. I don't know. If, I don't even know if that's necessary. But the men's one, I'm looking forward to for sure. Are you are you saying a war games match to what two two of them on the same night? I mean, we got the, we got that last year, so I think they okay. they have the mindset of oh, if we do one for the men, we have to do one for the women, which is not true. I would. This is what I'm saying. I think I would only do the match mm-hmm. when the storyline calls for it. Like if there's one for the women that makes sense two six months from now, then do it then. I wouldn't do one at this show. I mean. I know Kyrie Sane just came back, so they could do something with Kyrie, EO, Bailey, even though they're not all on the same page, mm-hmm. and maybe like a partner. But again, that just doesn't really, that just doesn't really make sense to me. So um, that feels forced, and it feels too soon in the feud to be. I mean, it doesn't really feel like they're at a point where they need war games. So I yeah. do think they will do a women's one, but that's like doing when they used to have the fucking hell in the cell pay per view. That's like, oh, we got to have one for the men and the women. Well, if there's not. If there's one that works for the women, there's a storyline that calls for it, then sure. If there's, then do one for the women, but not the men, because sometimes the men don't need a hell in the cell and vice versa. So I just don't like that with with that sort of stuff. Like if you want to do a men's and women's money, the bank, that makes sense. But with the men's and women's like war games, that to me is just forced. I, I would yeah. just save the women's one for when it makes sense. I would save a men's one for when it makes sense. At least it just so happens to be on the show. It makes sense. And I think real quick to your point is the fact that, you know, if war games, well, war games is going to be the main event, but the other matches that you have is going to be the traditional Survivor Series matchups of the four and four. Are we going to have like a tag match here, a singles match here, a title match here? Like, don't let war games just be the only multi tag, multi person 
match. Like keep war games, but the other matches are four and four here, four like your EO Scots and your Baileys. It may not need the war games match, but you can still do a four and four traditional Survivor Series match. I think that's the part for me as a throwback Survivor Series fan. Like, are we gonna have the four and four uh, traditional matches, or is is war games it? So that's the part you know me and you try to figure out. Yeah, I think War Games is it. I mean, last year they did not have a traditional elimination tag team match. They just did two War Games matches. They had five matches on the show. Mm-hmm. They had no world title match because um, Roman Reigns was in War Games. We're not going to have a world heavyweight title match because Rollins is in War Games. Yeah. Roman, I don't think, is working in the show unless something changes on Friday. So we're not getting a title match on that show either. Um, and that's fun. We haven't had a world title match at Survivor Series in years because they were doing the brand supremacy crap for a long time. So whatever. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, I don't think they do one. I don't. I think they, if they do war games, they don't do elimination tag matches. That's just their thing. Because I feel like they think it'd be weird if, like, at that point, they might as well put it in war games, which I disagree with. But um, yeah. th- this is why I don't think war games should be exclusive to Survivor Series. It shouldn't be exclusive to any event. I would just yeah. do it whenever. Again, like I said, it just so happens to make sense this year for Survivor Series. But, like, I also don't want them to completely move away from the traditional elimination tag team match, like you said. That would be a fun staple of past year shows. I don't think we're getting one this year if I had to take a guess. So, you know, I love love asking you these questions. Um, You know, not saying, like, a Mount Rushmore, but, like, when it comes to Survivor Series... um, are there any matches that stick out to you as like your favorite or like I would say the matches, not saying more more so the moments, but like the, I guess the magic. Obviously, Survivor Series has been around for what, fucking 30, 35 years. So there's, there's been a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, but, but when you hear Survivor Series, like, is there a match that, that took place on the card that's stand out to you? If you want to do your Mount Rushmore, you go right ahead. But what, what stands out to you for as far as Survivor Series? Yeah. I mean, as far as just, I mean, the first thing that sticks out, unfortunately, is the Montreal screw job. I that's mean, right. That's just that's just synonymous with that show, unfortunately. Um, all the debuts as well. I mean, Survivor Series has had a lot of debuts and returns, but specifically debuts from The Undertaker, The Shield debuted on that show, Kurt Angle, Sting. Um that's there right. was definitely what'd you say? No, that's right. I forgot I forgot Sting debuted at Survivor Series. Yeah, you know, I know I thought you said another name. I'm trying I know there was someone else. Maybe it wasn't on that same level of those guys. But, yeah, they all debuted at Survivor Series. Undertaker debuted Survivor Series. Yeah, I mentioned Taker. It was Taker, Sting, Angle, Shield, and I think there was one other person. They've definitely done a few different debuts. There's probably one from the last 10 years on there. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back and think about it. But um, I know I made an article about it. I'd have to go back and check it out. But, Yeah. um, yeah, they all debuted on that show. As far as matches... Honestly, and I wasn't even a fan watching wrestling at this time, but just going back and watching it several times, it's such a great match. There's a lot of great elimination matches. That's honestly the first thing I think of when I think of Survivor Series beyond Montreal. Screw job is the elimination matches. The mm-hmm. 0-3-1 with Team Bischoff and Team Austin was a really, really good match with Orton as the sole survivor. That's probably one of the best elimination matches in that company's history. Oh, wow. um, that one... The Team WWF versus Team Alliance in 01. Again, another match I wasn't watching wrestling during. I wasn't, there was like six years old at that point, but <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a great match. Um, even the uh, Deadly Games tournament, it didn't produce a lot of barn burner matches, but just the idea the entire show to be devoted to crowning a new champion was awesome. Um, I love, again, it's not an elimination match, but 
the O2 show. I love that's that's the best installment in the, in the company's history as far as Survivor Series, in my opinion. Just an amazing show, a great atmosphere at MSG. I know you're in New York, I, Randy, obviously, so you could sympathize with that show. But, um, you know, the chamber match is just awesome. Uh, just a lot of great moments on that show. Brock and Big Show. So mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. I mean, I honestly oh, yeah, yeah. think, so from like 97, which was the Montreal Screwjob year through 02, Survivor Series was just like the shit. I think it peaked at that point. I know like you might have a different memory of it, you know, being an older wrestling fan and having grown up watching Survivor Series on like Thanksgiving with like the Hogans and the Warriors. And those are fun shows too. Survivor Series was never really the same after like the 2000s in the last 15 years. The brand supremacy shit was awful. But, you know, that one year they did NXT and there was probably the best that ever was. That was awesome too. So that was in Chicago. We're back in Chicago this year. And then also the show they did in MSG in 2011 to when rock came back for the first time in like forever to the ring. So, and I have a lot of fond survivor series memories personally, probably not a mountain Rushmore, but those are the ones that stick out to me. So I think for me, I'm going to sound like the old school fan over here. Obviously I'm, I'm older than you. Um, I, I, I do agree in the last 10, 15 years, survivor series has not been like, holy shit, Survivor Series, top, you know, the the big four. I think it, we, we talked about it before. Yeah. Bank has maybe surpassed it, but War Games trying to bring Survivor Series uh, like, like, like a fucking comeback. But if you talk about mid-2000s and backwards, I'm like, listen, I love me with some WrestleMania. I love me some SummerSlam and Royal Rumble, but Survivor Series, bro, because it, it was always about, you know, what team can you create? And it's always been a debate. Who, what has been the greatest uh, Survivor Series team of all time? And yep. you, there's so many, there's so many teams. But I think for me, and I'm, I'm going to go mumbo jumbo here. The two that stand out, I, I think that the, the, you know, the Alliance and and the, and the Austin that year was, was top five. Mm-hmm. The team they had it was DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk. That's an underrated. I, think, I mean, I, think, I get a lot, but yeah, it's underrated. I think in 06. That was 06, uh, yeah. I think nobody got eliminated from that from that. And team. then they just washed the other team, yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm being old school, <clears throat> there was a team of Legion of Doom, the Texas Tornado, and Ultimate Warrior. And that was 80 or 90, I think. That was... I want to say 90. This is Warrior was champion. And I'm trying to recall other teams, but so many, so many great teams. But those two really stood out to me. As far as moments and matches, obviously, you know, Montreal school job. And, you know, with that, that makes 20, 26 years tomorrow. Yeah. Which is crazy because, you know, you still go back and look at it and be like, damn, some still think it's a work. Some still think, oh, Brett was in on it. Sean was there. Everybody was in on it. And then it just played out into real life form. Um, again, still people think that's a fucking conspiracy theory. Like, oh, this, this is planned. But Grant, I'm telling you, if, you, if you're watching Screwjob live in, in color, you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Because you see the fast count. You see Brett upset. He spits at McMahon's face. And he does the WCW off the air. They're rushing Sean off. He's like celebrating with the belt. Bro, you couldn't really tell what was going on. And I'm like, what, 14, 15 years old at the time? Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, I see Raw. There's no Brett. 
What's going on? Did he really leave? And then you see my fucking nitro a month later or whatever, whatever it was. And I'm like, bro, you, you, you just couldn't tell. And I think even 26 years later, people still think Brett was in on it. Brett would tell you too. Yeah. So it's over. Like, yo, I, I wasn't in on it. They a lot fucked, of people they, tell they you that. Yeah. Me. And then that led it to the attitude era, Mr. McMahon and a whole new era. But I think that uh, Brett and Austin, from 96 was was a uh, pretty good oh yeah really yeah, good nice. i would say um the 96 I, show is another like all-time good survivor series i think too that has oh how dude i'm so dumb i was thinking of the other person <laughs> that debuted survivor series the rock not gonna forget that's who i was thinking of the rock debuted survivor series that's right oh rocky my via wow yeah you're right 96 this yeah about them. um see that show was that show was was weird because again being in new york they love the heels. If you're a baby face, white baby face, they don't fuck with you. And Sean was a champion. So again, I'm watching, I'm watching live. They were booing the shit out of Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. They were cheering, cheering for hell for Psycho Sid. I'm like, Psycho Sid getting all this fucking love? <laughs> Bro, they hated Shawn Michaels yeah. in New York back then. They were cheering for Psycho Sid of all people. He fucking <laughs> won the match. I'm like, are you serious, bro? When Psycho Sid won the match, the whole garden lit up. And I'm like, oh shit, like this is okay. Then Sean wanted back, whatever. But um, I just feel like for me, man, just trying to bring back Survivor Series to 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 what it once was. I know it's tough, but some other uh, moments, man. I'm trying to think, man. It's, I'm kind of going off the top of my head. The The Rock coming back in 2011 at the Garden. Yeah, the tag team with Cena. Uh, you mentioned about the debuts of like the Shield and everything. Taker obviously in 1990. Um. Taker beating Hogan for the title in 91 with the help of Ric Flair. That oh, was right. That was series. a Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah I mean, they kept the belt for like a week. Not even. I think it was like a couple of days. I think they did Taboo Tuesday. Not Taboo Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday in Texas. Like that Tuesday, I think. And then that's when Taker said, oh, Hogan was like, oh, you kind of like hurt my neck, brother. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. No, it was, there was no. <laughs> didn't even touch Hogan's head was nowhere near the fucking chair, bro. <laughs> nowhere near. That's how it for you. Uh, but yeah, I do want to uh, get one more thing before I let you go. So obviously, Survivor Series coming up in about two and a half weeks. We'll see what the card remains uh, to be filled out with that. Um, I did see. Um, so, I, I, you know, with me as a fan, I watch a lot of podcasts and everything. So I, I catch up on FIFO and GP and uh, came across Busted Open two days ago, maybe yesterday. And as I told you, we spoke we, we spoke about it last week. John Cena, the GOAT, the GOAT, John Cena. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, what's going on? And recently, Ric Flair is now in AEW. He goes to a multi-year contract and uh, energy drink, and uh, good for him. We'll see what happens. I, I, I don't think he should wrestle. I think, obviously, we're tying with Sting retiring in, uh, in, in, in March, I, I believe. So they, they brought him in. So Bubba Ray was saying... We keep seeing, we keep hearing John Cena as a goat. If if you really want to make him the quote unquote goat, and seeing how Ric Flair went to AEW, the WWE might stick it to Flair and say, "Oh, since you go to the competition, we're gonna make John Cena break your record, the world titles." Flair has sixteen, so does John Cena. And what do you do with John Cena to kind of send him all to the in, into the sunset? You're giving one more title run, more like the world, the world heavyweight championship. He ain't being a fucking reigns, so, and that could propel him to be the, the most decorated champion of all time. They could pull that trigger. 
because that's how petty the company could be. Oh yeah, we've seen it many times before. Do and do you agree that if John Cena could be the goat if he does have one more title? I'm not saying a run, three months. I'm saying just him being one more time champion to break Flair's record. Does that put him over the top as like the goat, the greatest of all time? Um, I mean, I don't think it changes the conversation. I think anyone who already thinks John Cena is the greatest of all time, and a lot of those people work for WWE, I'm not saying John Cena is not the greatest of all time. In my opinion, he's not. We already talked about this, but I think the people who will argue that he is will not change their stance if you were to win a 16th, or I'm sorry, a 17th world title. Those who don't think that way, it obviously helps because it's another accolade for him. He's already tied it, so it's not like he isn't, like Randy Orton's close. He's not at 16. Cena yeah, he's, like he's tied it, but there's a reason why they haven't had him break it. So now it's like, now you're giving me a reason why to potentially do it. You know, I would love, I don't know if he would give me a straight answer. I would love to talk to John Cena and ask him because the rumor has always been for the longest time that, and I don't think he would answer this during a WWE press conference. This would have to be during like a non kayfabe interview yeah. or something. And I talked to him years ago, but I didn't ask him this question. I've always been curious because the rumor for like literally the last five to 10 years is that Cena did not want to break Ric Flair's record because he has respect. He, he would tie it, but he didn't want to break it because he had enough respect for Rick. I mean, I don't think it fucking matters. First of all, two things. One, it's a fake record. And second of all, Rick has won more than 16 world titles. That's just the number that WWE came up with. If you count all the titles he's won in other territories, it's far more than 16. So it doesn't even really matter. And also, Rick, a lot of those Rick world titles came outside of WWE, like I said. John Cena's already, by and large, more than anyone, won more world championships than anyone in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, uh, I think Cena hasn't wanted to break it because they would always tout Ric Flair as one of the greatest of all time, and they still do. I think if they were going to do it, it would have happened by now. Cena's washed at this point. I don't really want to see him win another world title. <laughs> that time would have been four or five years ago. That's yeah. um, not now. I feel like if it were going to happen, it would have happened by now. I know what your point is as far as like they would do it despite Rick. But Rick, I know he wasn't in AEW, but since they dropped him a couple of years ago, or he didn't drop him actually. I think he just left on his own. He left the company about two years ago before mm-hmm. the dark side of the ring stuff happened. And after that, they were, or he was making comments on his podcast, you know, WWE's never been grateful to me. And he was like shitting on Triple H. It's like, well, this guy just does shit for money. So if they don't pay him a paycheck, then he's not going to be loyal to you, even though other interviews he's done over the years have suggested otherwise. So you yeah. can't really believe a, a word that comes out of the guy's mouth, a lot like Hulk Hogan. And, and Hogan, for the most part, though, in the last 20 years, has never really shit on WWE. Even when he was in TNA, he wanted to be back in WWE. Ric Flair will shit on WWE. He'll, fl- he'll shit on Triple H. But they haven't had John Cena come back mm-hmm. and just break the record because they didn't like Rick. I don't think him being in AW really matters. If this was 10 years ago, then maybe. But I, I think, honestly, they could care so little about Rick being there that they're not motivated enough to spite him by putting the world title on Cena. Maybe if, maybe, maybe if Vince was still in charge, I don't think Triple H cares that much. I know he likes Rick, obviously. They're very close. But Rick ain't in there to go make a difference for AEW. Rick has zero value to AEW. I think them signing him means absolutely nothing to their business whatsoever. And mm. Cena isn't even around anymore frequently enough 
for him to be able to win the title and for it to make sense. So I'm going to say no. Could it happen? Sure, it could happen. I think Cena yeah. can win number 17. The storyline that he's doing right now could lead to 17, where it's like, oh, he's down on his luck, and then he wins the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. I have no fucking desire to see that, especially if you were to win it for like two weeks. Like his 16th world title win when he won it a couple of years ago against AJ Styles, he held the title for two weeks, dude. It was a complete waste. So uh, the answer is no. I don't think it will happen, and I don't think it should happen, at least in my opinion. Because, and listen, I, I think all records are made to be broken. I think we're about to see one soon because this, this Roman Reigns, they wanted to beat Hogan. So there's, there's, there's a desire to go. We're going to put Roman above Hulk Hogan if, when the fucking lineup is here. He's going to say Bruno. He's going to say Bob Ackham. He's going to say somebody else or whatever. And, 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 and fucking Reigns. No Hogan. So now I was like, all right, if we can, we can wipe that out. I'm gonna wipe out Flair to say John Cena's now above. Uh, listen, it just listen. It, it, it's it's just a bunch of pettiness. I get it. So if they want Roman above Hogan. Cool, fine with me. If they want John Cena above Ric Flair. Cool, fine with me. But it's like when you say the goat, I still people people John Cena could be 25 time champion, but Ric Flair is still gonna be more of a goat than John Cena. No matter what you do, it just He's so beloved for his pop culture and hip hop and in the ring, outside the ring, and being a champion at a time with when, when when pro wrestling was like just still on the come up. It's like, yeah, you can have like the Miz. He's a nine time IC champion, but can you remember the reigns like that? No, of course not. John Cena, he's he's had a few classic reigns, but not like Ric Flair, NWA, WCW, and all that. I get it, but it's like. It just depending on, on, on the on, on the time frame that you were world champion. But if they do it, I don't give a fuck. If they don't do it, you know what, Graham? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it just who cares, man? I don't think they really, will. Really, who cares? The guy would have to work more than one match a year. I mean, Cena's only wrestled. He's only wrestled one singles match, two singles matches all year. One at Mania, and then one now. I know you had a tag match at Fastlane, but one in five years. What what I what I heard? Hey, no singles match W for John Cena in like yeah. five. Is. He's not winning the title because even like you said, he's washed. He's washed. He's, I mean, it's not like he's in there and he's having bad matches, but his matches aren't what they were years ago. That's just a fact. I mean, that's what it is. And I love John Cena when he comes back, yeah. but he's not having the matches of the caliber of what he was a couple years ago. And if this was a couple years ago, then maybe, but it's like it wouldn't even, it's like Rock coming back and winning a title. He's not, Cena's not at Rock level because Rock hasn't worked a match in like a fucking decade. Cena works more matches than that. Well, like even Triple H was wrestling more than Cena was a couple of years ago. I'm not saying Cena should work more, but the guy's just so busy. I think it would just be very, very apparent if they put the belt on him because you know he's losing it like a month later or like the next day yeah. or via a cash in. Then at that point, again, what's the fucking point? Just to break the record, that'd be ridiculous. So I, I would be content if we never get another Cena world title run. Because I feel like that story of like, oh, one more for Cena would have been told five years ago when he was still not in his prime, but still could go yeah. in there and have a great match. We haven't seen like a classic Cena match in probably seven, six, seven years. Damn. I mean, I like the, uh, what was it? I like the Firefly Funhouse stuff and the Roman Reigns match at SummerSlam were good, but well, the guy hasn't AJ, had a really, right? really. AJ was like the last good match he had. Yeah, yeah. That would have been almost seven years ago in January. So I think Damn. that's. I think that's a wrap on the Cena Reigns. I think that was it for him, and they took it off of him within two weeks, which is a fucking waste. And like I said, like, why even do that? Like, that was stupid, too, so.
And listen, before I let you go, one last thing. And you mentioned it, different topic for a different day. Um, when you said the, they put the rock, they put the belt on the rock from CM Punk for like a month and go, going into WrestleMania 12, 29, yeah. 29. No, not a fan of it. Not I wasn't a fan of it. I, it should have been Punk and John Cena at 29 because they already did Rock and, and, and Cena. I love the Rock. I do. But now when you promote it as like once in a lifetime, and then you're like, you know what? Maybe twice in a lifetime we can have for the Rock and Cena. Like, hmm. that, it's like, the, again, different topic for a different day. The match did, did not need the world title involved. It should have been Punk and, and, and John Cena and all that. But anyway, um, don't do not want to hold you longer. Uh, any uh, new articles you got coming up, Graham? Nothing massive right now. Wait until Survivor Series. Might have something a little bit closer to that, but uh, nothing on the uh, nothing in the back burner for the, for this exact moment. Well, you can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Again, Bleacher Report, Fan Sighted, Daily DDT. Always uh, great work that he does. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, Little J C R U Z on Twitter and IG. Go find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for you boys on the program also on tiktok at two out of three falls pod also on twitter as i mentioned uh for myself randy cruz graham matthews man love you bro always appreciate it much love bro i'll talk to you soon all right man take it easy you too adios all right